Characters is an uncensored podcast. We must be Follow the Combo Characters podcast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. We're also on Twitter at Twitter handle CB Characters, and you can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. This week, it's a very spidey issue of comic book characters as we talk about the actor chosen to play the web slinger in the MCU, and we also discuss the promising future of Miles Morales. We also talk Batman and Green Lantern and cap things off with the very latest news concerning the Denny's Fantastic Four-inspired menu. Newsflash, it still looks terrible. Welcome to a new episode of Comic Book Characters. Let's do it. Hey guys, welcome to an all new, all different episode of Comic Book Characters. And by all new, all different, I really just mean that we're exactly the same. Uh, this week, as always, we're going to talk about comic book news. And joining me, as always, the co host of this show, the amazing, astonishing, alluring, friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. How's it going, man? Man, that thing is just getting longer and longer. Every I need week. to add, yeah, I need to just add more keep, A words. Just keep adding it. Yeah. Just, let's just see how far that train can go. Uh, things are going really great over here in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't... That was a cheap pop for all the essay listeners. Uh, I am doing very well. I'm very comfortable in my Infinity Socks. Oh, my God. You got a hold of the Infinity Socks. So, did you get the Infinity Stones that go with the Infinity Socks? Okay, so that's... I'm still working on that. Right now, I pretty much just have the base yellow socks. Okay, it's going to take a while. And then, yeah, well, you know, somewhere down the line, though, I will have all the power of the world's most... The universe's most comfortable pair of foot apparel, (laughs) foot sock apparel. Right, because that is the maximum power you can achieve with the Infinity Socks. It's right. just the it's most comfortable not, sock. It doesn't have the... Uh, it's not world testi- domination. It doesn't have the t- testicular fortitude of the Infinity Gauntlet, <laughs> which is a much more aggressive <clears throat> item. Uh, well, you know, people who listened to our show last week know that we talked about Infinity Socks. We also talked about something else that we're going to touch on later on in the show. It has to do with uh, the Denny's promotion, I'm the Slamtastic Four. Sorry. No. You're not loving it, but we'll we'll get to that later. Um, hint: uh, there were some technical difficulties involved. Um, but before we get there, we need to talk about the biggest news of the week. Um, I guess you could say you could make the argument that one was bigger than the other, but they both involved Spider-Man. Ooh, let's yeah. start with let's start with the cinematic version. Okay, Tom Holland, Tom kind Holland. of an unknown uh, to most people, uh, has been cast as your new Spidey. Now you are. As we've covered on the show before, the biggest Spider-Man fan I know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think you could definitely lay claim to one of the biggest in the world. Give us your take, yeah. man. What do you think about the okay. Holiday well, sauce? So <laughs> Holiday sauce, yeah. Uh, so he's not actually from Holland, which is what my right. mistake initially. Uh, Where's he from? He is from the UK, England. He's from my old England. Yep. Um. Across the pond and whatnot, and I'll be honest, I you know we talked about this before. This isn't the first time we brought up Mr. Holland's opus, um, right? But you know I don't know a lot about him. Apparently, he was in this movie called The Impossible uh, back in 2012 with Ewan McGregor, and uh, I know a bit, you're a big fan of Naomi Watts, huge fan. Um, I actually did uh, download the film, so I'll probably watch it between now and next week. Maybe I can give you a more nuanced take on what I think Holland's going to bring to the table. But what I can say is that uh, on his Vine uh, video feed, because we're in the year 2015 and we're hip like that, yeah. the Vine video feed, uh, Holland did release a couple of quick videos of him doing these really badass stunts where he's like doing these flips in his backyard. And they're like straight up gymnast, like tuck twirl, like kick flip things. They're amazing. Uh, really reminded me of Stephen Amell from The Arrow. 
That's and right. it's, it's something that you and I have talked about before. <clears throat> something I know that you have definitely impressed upon me, which was it's always great whenever you have an actor that can physically portray you know some of the things that these comic book characters can do uh, exactly yeah and, and just seeing these small clips of holland doing these flips i'm like man that's i mean he's moving like spider-man would move uh you know as he's fighting the vulture or whatever so um that's a good point yeah i mean because sometimes it's a, it's a good, you know uh, it's a good start yeah i i agree i think um that always helps when you can believe them kind of physically. It's one of the reasons why I'm, I was never the biggest fan about Samuel Jackson playing Nick Fury. As much as I like Samuel Jackson, and, you know, they make it work because he's, like, he's really more of the ringleader guy. Right. But in the comics, you know, Nick Fury was, like, kind of a badass, too, fighting. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, I don't know. I just can't really buy Samuel Jackson doing it. Um, David Hasselhoff, on the other hand, you know, definitely <laughs> definitely could pull that off. Um uh, but anyway, dude, yeah, this kid, Holland, he was in uh, Billy, was it Billy Elliot, the musical, the dancing movie? Um, I always get the name wrong. I'm not sure if it actually is Billy Elliot, but... Um, yeah, I think that is. Was he Billy Elliot? Yeah. Well, oh, not wow. in the movie. Not in the oh, movie. Okay. Uh, but he played him on Broadway. Um, oh, okay. So the dude, and I don't know if you've ever seen Billy Elliot, but it's like, you know, he's he wants to be a ballerina, like yeah, a yeah. ballet a, dancer. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> You know, in order to, you know, ballet dancers. A lot of athleticism there. A ton. I mean, it's yeah. it's really, really hard to do, actually. You have to be in incredible, incredible shape. So yeah. uh, he obviously seems to have the physical part of the role down. The question will be, can he pull off the character? Because as we've read, this is going to be a very different Spider-Man from what we've seen um, on the big screen in the past. He's going to be a little bit more um, like the comics, kind of wisecracking kid, you know, making jokes constantly, um, you know, kind of a wise ass, uh, which is, you know, a, a welcome change for me. And I know for you, uh, the question is, can this guy pull it off? From what I hear, uh, he's really well regarded. Uh, he, he was, he got rave reviews for this movie, The Impossible. Um, and that's starring <coughs> opposite some, some pretty good actors, you know, he, yeah, some he heavy pretty, much, pretty much stole the show. Again. So, um, hey, this kind of continues know. the trend of Marvel going out and, uh, not just getting guys who kind of physically fit the role, but but guys who uh, who they believe are, you know, who who are are known for for putting in some pretty good performances and have some acting chops. Yeah, I mean, I know you and McGregor. I saw uh, quickly as when I was when I was looking into Tom Holland. Uh, you and McGregor had some very kind things to say about Holland, and he was very impressed uh, with what Holland was doing acting wise uh, in The Impossibles. Right, Impossible. So. Uh, and this yeah. pretty much confirms what we've been hearing all along that you know Spider-Man is going to be really really young uh, when this yeah. you know when he first appears in Civil War we don't know what that is going to look like um, you know I've read that it could just be a cameo in Civil mm -hmm. War obviously in the comics Spider-Man has a central role so I'm not sure how it's going to play out in the movie universe but mm -hmm. we'll finally get to see him in in Civil War that'll so, be the first time we'll see you him. know ramping up to this decision and i'm glad that the uh, marvel studios and sony finally figured out what they wanted to do here uh it's just so funny it shows you how in hollywood especially things can change on a dime because you know just a couple of weeks ago butters uh butterfield was was the guy and and everyone was talking about it like it was pretty much a done deal asa uh, right i was asa, asa, butterfield. asa butterfield. butterfield the guy from uh Ender's, Ender's game, game and uh, what was the one? Uh, Hugo, uh, Hugo. Hugo. Yeah, that's right. So uh, you know, and then now like, we're two weeks later, and it's like, okay, that didn't happen. It's just really crazy how things that seem so definitive can change. But you know, ramping up to this decision, uh, there was a lot of uh, I think posturing by all all associated actors that were trying to vie for this role. And you know, I don't I don't know if you know this, uh, but I know the listening audience doesn't know this. We here at CBC pride ourselves, uh, especially lately, of getting just world exclusive. That's right. Uh, uh, audio, video, footage. audio. I guess it'd be audio because we're on a podcast of of just things we had. You know, we had the Nick Fury response to not being in Civil War, uh, and we've got another one for you. We, in fact, we're able to get on our hands Tom Holland's winning audition tape for marvel no Studios, way man Sony holy shit that's a huge get so this is actual tape of of like maybe the line that he delivered to like cinch the role essentially right so i mean i imagine in my mind what they had him because i know he was played they i read somewhere that he was playing opposite chris evans and robert downey jr 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, I imagine these are the lines that Butterfield, as well as, um, you know, those other guys that were in there uh, vying for the role, they all kind of went through the paces for this. But we actually have Tom Holland's, uh, you know, so th- this is essentially what cinched it. So, um, well, you know, before we get into it, you know, I'm, I'm, I am curious to see, like, what kind of how he sounds because he's he's a he's a british guy right i mean he's english so yeah um, you know i'm wondering if he does a good job of incorporating the uh american, the american accent. accent for peter parker i mean this is a kid who in the comics grew up in the bronx you know in new york or in queens rather so. and so yeah i'm I, i'm excited let's let's roll it out there oh oh my webs got tangled well bollocks how do i untangle my webs Coming out of my hands. Oh, Mary Jane, help me! Oh, wow, dude, that he fucking nailed it. That was oh, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you can see why ultimately they went in this direction. Uh, you know, Butterfield, having garnered a lot of positive attention for his portrayal in Hugo, uh, fine actor, fine actor. But yeah, I have. A lot of trouble seeing anybody topping that. Yeah, I, I do too. I mean, you talk about nailing the essence of the character. I mean, he's got it down pat. Um, that's that's my Peter Parker. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well well done, Marvels. Well done. Uh, yeah, Marvel Studios yet again hitting, hitting a home it run. Out of the park. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, dude. Um, Tom Holland. I mean, Tom I, you Holland. know what? I'm excited. I think. You know, the thing you you talked about is, like, how he can, like, physically do the role. I hope they let him do some of these stunts, but I think in the end, um, you know, the fact that he can kind of, you can buy him physically as Spider-Man is probably what put him over the edge here. I well, wouldn't not be only surprised. that, but, you know, it's something that I call the Superman jump, right? So back in the old 50s and 60s Superman TV show, as well as the Christopher Reeves uh, movie in the 70s, they always, whenever Superman would fly, or when he was coming back down from flying, they would have the actor either jump up or jump down to start or end that, that sequence, right? right? So it kind of gave the illusion that he was either taking off or landing. Um, extrapolating that to, to this, to Spider-Man, if you have Tom Holland able to do like a flip... And right. then go into the CGI. You know what I mean? Like it, it allows for a lot more uh, in terms of the special effects they can utilize, and I think it it helps bridge that gap in terms of believability as to what that actor can do and what the character oh, can totally. do. Oh, totally. I mean, yeah. You know, we've we've seen Spider-Man CGI'd flying through a city before. You know, that's mm-hmm. not going to be shocking or crazy. It's always going to be cool, but it's you know kind of like. It's never going to be that, you know, you're never going to have that moment of seeing the dinosaurs for the first time in Jurassic Park again, right? Like right, that right. that thing's gone. So what would make this cool is to really see him in the suit um, just kind of naturally moving around like Spider-Man. I think that would be really cool because that's something yeah. we haven't really seen. You know, right. it's just, it's all CGI stuff. It would be cool to see like a real life person pulling off kind some of, of those pop, moves jumping around almost like almost like a parkour a peter parkour if you will exactly it's just, hopefully it doesn't end like that um <laughs> like that birthday party in argentina did oh, where man. the spider-man just lands on his they, face they should just have that running on a loop like off camera to the side like don't do this <laughs> yeah. this is like a big x over yeah it. do not do this um, um but anyway dude yeah uh you know it's hey this is we, we've known about this for a while that this is the direction that marvel's going um but given that we knew it was going to be a young guy, I think they went out and they got a guy who's who's shown to be a good actor, and you know, hey, I think it's a good I think it's a good choice. I mean, who knows? Yeah. My my uh, last my sorry, I didn't mean to step on you. No, my no, last take on it is that you know he is nineteen, so he's young, but he's not like because some of the kids they were looking at literally look like they were like twelve, twelve, thirteen. Right. Uh, so he looks a little older, but not old by any means. And, right. I mean, he still looks like he could pass for 15, 16, no problem. Um, you know, so I'm glad that they went a little bit older than what some of the other choices that were available. Um, That's true. I'm pretty happy with it. It's hard to tell. It, it's it's exactly like the Heath Ledger Joker thing, right? Or like the Jared Leto Joker thing, where it's like, I can be optimistic that this is a good choice, but really until we see it, we really don't know. But as far as I, I can tell, and Marvel so far has been casting it out of the park um, pretty much every time. 
Uh, this is so. this is going to be the toughest, I think, Peter Parker to play so far, though, because mm-hmm. you know you really got to bring the charisma here. Um, this isn't going to be your Tobey Maguire, you know, just Oof. mopey ass fucking cry emo face. Spider-Man. Yeah, cry, cry face. Oh, like man. this That's kid. That's a meme. I mean, it's a it's a thing. <laughs> right. Like his cry face is like on the internet all the time. And exactly. It, it's been almost fifteen years. Right, but it, you know it is. It's also cool to see Marvel kind of invest in a young kid and like you yeah. know with the idea of you're going to be Spider-Man for a while and um, you know something that they haven't done in the past. I know a lot of people have Spider-Man fatigue. They don't want to see another origin story. We know that it's going to be a little bit different. We're not going to have like the typical origin story this time around. All new, all different Spider-Man. All new, all different. So hopefully it, it is different. This also puts complete you know rest to the speculation that Spider-Man in the MCU might actually end up being Miles Morales. That's obviously not the case here, but there was some big Miles Morales news this week. And that is that in the comic book world, in the ink and paper world, he will now be ahead of Peter Parker as essentially the face of Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man, the the top Spider-Man, if you will, in the Marvel, in the Marvel universe, Um, King of the mountain, the King of the mountain, just as Marvel is announcing that, you know, they're going to rebrand and have Iron Man essentially as like, you know, the face of Marvel. Now they're saying that Miles right. is going to be the face of the Spider-Man franchise. <laughs> what do you think, dude? Uh, I, you, I, what are you laughing I, at? I, I was just wondering if the, the microphone could pick up my eye roll on your the Iron Man passioned thing. Iron Man comment. Oh, it's not, it's not a big deal. Just Iron it's, Man's the top guy. That's uh, all. Okay. okay. And, um, okay, so, we, I mean, we've talked about this before. But my, I'm a huge fan of Miles. I love the character. I think Miles Morales and Kamala Khan, who is Miss Marvel, and it's played by a, a teenage, uh, I want to say Indian, Pakistani girl. Yeah. I, I might be getting that wrong. But um, those two characters specifically really encapsulate, encompass, and are the essence of what early Spider-Man was. Peter Parker, a teenager kind of figuring stuff out day to day, messing up, trying to balance his regular life with the superhero life, not always making the right choices and ultimately stressing about everything, right? Like mm-hmm. Miles and Kamala or uh, Kamala both do those exact things in the Marvel universe. And I, so I'm a big fan of both characters. Um, the fact that that Marvel has decided to go this route with it, I think is great. Um because not only uh, by making Miles the face of Spidey, and, and they're still keeping Peter. Like, they've already said Peter is still going to be around. He's probably still going to be in the Spider-Man, the regular Spider-Man suit. And maybe he helps in a supporting role or pops in and out, uh, which would be fine. I know he's got some stuff going on with the X-Men now in the comic book universe. So maybe they're going to have him branch out into, like, a bunch of different things. Like, you know, maybe Spidey joins the Guardians of the Galaxy for a couple of months. Yeah. Like, could be cool have you know have that as a side story but the fact that you have miles and 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 you're bringing miles who is probably without a doubt the most popular ultimate marvel universe character to come from that publication right from that arm of the marvel publication uh marvel publishing arm um to bring him into the marvel universe proper and not only to bring him over but to make him the face of spider-man you're giving him a a plum role i mean you're giving him a starring role within the marvel universe and who knows what that could lead to later on in the marvel cinematic universe because this allows for an easy transition an easy bridge to bring miles as miles morales into the mcu right and and do something that way down the line which is just great that so now you know and this will i don't i definitely want to get your your take on it as well but what this does, instead of making Peter Parker black or, or Hispanic or anything like that, now you get to tell two stories. You know, now you get to tell two stories somewhere down the line in the in the MCU, and and that's great. I think that's a great opportunity. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one quick thing I wanted to say though, um, I can't I can't actually hear the name Kamala and not think Kamala the Ugandan giant. Ugandan giant. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, with the moon belly and with the, the moon belly and the yep the the you know. Whatever. Like came um, a, came a hair away from beating Hulk Hogan for the title. A hair, yeah. Just like like not even like like two tenths of a second. And and deserved it. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, dude, I, I agree with everything you said. Um, sorry, not the most compelling uh, argument here or <laughs> discussion, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like, I am curious, like, how this relates to the, to the cinematic world because, you know, there's still a lot kind of that we haven't heard about the all new, all different Marvel. Um, but one of the things I remember reading is that, you know, they're they're going to make an effort to have the the comic book world. Um, mirror the cinematic world a little bit more. I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the case um, or if just maybe some things will be the same, like Ant-Man is now going to look a lot like he does in the movie. Um, and maybe certain things will, will stay away Trickle from the movies. Down. You know, yeah. like you, oh, know, okay. you have a, a, a female Thor, you have a black Captain America. Um, you know, these things might not ever make it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't that's know. That's true. Maybe they will. Maybe that's the plan, going, you know, going down looking into the future. Um, Miles Morales also will be part of the all-new, all-different Avengers, um, which is pretty interesting. Uh, it's the most diverse Avengers we've ever had with the female Thor, black um, Captain America. There's only, I think, one white guy, which I believe is just Tony Stark in the whole thing. So uh, Marvel's certainly seeing that there is... Uh, I mean, they're not putting just their... Not They're just value in, in, yeah. in having a more diverse cast, but, I, I you know, they must also be seeing dollar signs there, too. Uh, I was about to say, sense. they're putting their money where their mouth is. I mean, they're really committing to this. And, and you know, for better or worse, like, whether it fails or succeeds, you got to give them some credit for that because they're, they're not tiptoeing into this. They're not, you know, dipping their foot into the pool or whatever. They are jumping in on the deep end. They're just going, they're just going for it. And yep. uh, I mean, as a minority, you know, I, and I, we've talked about this before. I, I think we might be the only uh, fully fledged minority comic book podcast out there. Um, not that it matters. The top, be, the top, with, no, the top, the best, the right? Best. Um, otherwise, how would we acquire the Infinity Socks, for instance, um, or the Holland Audio exclusive, or the Holland Audio, or the Nick Fury Audio, mm-hmm. or the I'm sorry, Samuel L. Jackson Audio. I mean, we, we, we're, we're out there, you know, we're doing it, but, uh, well, where was I going with that? Oh, to <laughs> no Marvel, to, so Marvel, Marvel's taking that stand uh, as a minority comic book reader. Um, you know, I grew up reading about like all of Marvel and a lot of DC too. And it was a bunch of, a bunch of white guys. That's what it was. Uh, and I didn't have a problem with it. You know, I just liked these characters. I liked the stories that were told. I thought they were interesting. It wasn't until I got much older, probably in my late teens and early 20s, that I started to think, like, you know, there's not really anyone that actually represents who I am in, in these comics. And it was a little problematic, but it wasn't. It didn't keep me from reading them for the most part. But it was, you know, it was a little bit like, huh, I wonder why they're not making more of an effort, you yeah. know. And it was kind of always in the back of my mind. But now they are making that effort. And, and it really is, uh, they're pushing it in new directions. And that's great. Um both for Marvel and DC, but but especially Marvel right now with their whole kind of shift in tone for the company. I think it's funny that we're, we're probably going to look back at all this and attribute this whole sea change to the Fast and the Furious franchise. Like, right. how crazy is that going to be? Like, this, you know, that franchise, which, you know, is not known for, you know, churning out great cinematic gems... <laughs> Even though they're entertaining, I'm not I'm not trying to talk shit. No, I mean, but, I think you, know. you I think you could argue they're they're, they're cinematic, yeah, cinematically entertaining, yeah, yeah but not right. necessarily masters of craft. Right, but right. you know, in that in in okay. the sense of bringing a diverse cast, they are honestly one of the most diverse Paramount. and progressive casts ever. And yeah. they showed that you can do that and make money, which is the key make part because that's all the money. That, that's all the studio. Yeah, and that's care all. About. That's all that Hollywood cares about. That's all that DC Publishing cares about. That's all that Marvel Publishing cares about. At the end of the day, they care about the money. They care about the bottom line. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. Who knew Vin Diesel was the key? <laughs> exactly. But he is. And, and we, we're, we're kind of laughing, but it's true. And you're totally right. Um, you know, we have a lot to be thankful for in the sense that, that because of the Fast and the Furious franchise, it's shown that there's more than one voice out there for sure and there's more than one person one type of person uh one type of ethnicity out there yeah they can be portrayed in big ways in big profitable ways and Um, we're seeing all the ripple effects now yeah finishing up on the all new all different avengers um line of thought is that um well not i don't know about line of thought but just finishing up on that thought um the members of the all new all different avengers are iron man captain america thor 
Vision, Nova, Miss Marvel, and Spider-Man. Spider-Man being Miles Morales in this case. Um, but, you know, they're going to have that, that, that uh, you know, the, what am I trying to say? I guess the relationship between some of the younger characters and the older ones. Kind of like what we may be seeing with with Spider-Man and the Avengers in the in the movie MCU, world. You know, because right. it's going to be Miles and Kamala um, in this series, you know, with guys like Captain America and Iron Man who are adults. Right. So that that's going to be interesting to see that play out in the comic world, and maybe we can get a sense of how that might look in in the movie world as well. Also, this was interesting to me. Apparently, even though Iron Man is in the Avengers, he's not like as involved as he has been in the past. Um, <laughs> there's a quote here that says that um, that the Avengers will basically not have unlimited funds and will be quote unquote poor and have to manage their assets. So I don't know about that. Like that's a totally different thing too. Like yeah. the idea of <laughs> like mean, penny pinching superheroes. I don't, I don't know how that's going to work. But uh, I mean that's kind of been Spider Man's stick. You know Peter Parker's stick is that he usually is like doesn't have money and he's barely piecing things together day to day. Well, yeah, I guess that's a good point. But but as a I'll whole team, a whole team of heroes that is like that. Like that's interesting. Um, you know, you're, you, and that's a good point too, too, uh, that you brought up about the age, the age difference, because that's going to bring a whole, totally new dynamic to that comic and to that team, and allows again for more stories to be told, different perspectives, and different storylines to be touched on. So it's great. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, of course, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I'm excited about all the Spider-Man news. Uh, I also love the Vision a lot, especially after Avengers: Age of Ultron. So the fact that I get Vision and Miles in one book. I'm in. Like, they're in. I'm in. Um, so, moving on back to the. Oh, MCU. last thing on the Miles oh, thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Bendis is going to be writing it, right? Oh, yeah. I don't know if yeah. you knew that coming. Uh, I don't know if that was news or not, but um, I know that that's. Well, Bendis probably... is going to be writing the Spider Man comic book. Is he going to be writing that Avengers book as well? I don't know about the Avengers, but I know that okay. he's doing the Miles Morales Spider Man. Yeah, because they're getting uh, Bendis and Sarah. I think her name. I, I always mispronounce her name, but I think it's Pacelli or Pacelli. Um, they did a comic called Spider-Men together, which was a crossover between Peter and Miles. And that was a really good little mini series. So I, I know that they can do it. Cool. And I'm, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, but actually transitioning over into the, back into the MCU, we've got another, I, I guess you, I mean, you definitely could argue this is a diverse casting or, or not casting, but a, uh, cast or a uh, staff uh, or staff no. crew. Or, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They, they recently named the director for Black Panther, and it is Miss Ava DuVernay uh, of Selma fame. She was the director of Selma, which, um, you know, was nominated for an Academy Award, among other things. Uh, have not had an opportunity to see it at this point. It is on my list. I've heard a great many great things about that film. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know how familiar you are with Ava, but, I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think it was smart... Now she is, uh, you know, she's African American. Um, yeah. It's Black Panther is the movie. Uh, now, now Black Panther himself is actually Wakandan. He's not American, right? As a as a character, uh, but he is, you know, uh, he's African. So, um, so she's going what, from doing Martin Luther King <laughs> to a Black Panther, which is basically the movie the movement created, you know, after. Uh, Oh wow! After yeah. Malcolm X passed, you know, and like from some of his teachings. Um, so yeah, That's I don't, true. I don't know. I I, I just made that connection, but um, obviously, I don't. I mean, Black Panther's not going to be political in any way. At least I don't think. <laughs> that would be that would be interesting if they yeah. went that route. Yeah, it would be, but you know, um, <clears throat> it's. I mean, it's. We we have had some movies of black superheroes in the past, but none of them have really been big. I mean, fuck! I'm only thinking of that movie with with Shaq in it. What was that? What was that called? Uh, Kazam. He did another movie where he was a superhero. Steel. Oh, Steel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but really, like, there haven't been that many black, like African American or just African um, comic book superheroes, especially not any that have had their own movies. Um, and so, I mean, it's it's exciting to see that. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's not like you can really say like, oh, because she did a good job in Selma, she's going to be able to pull off Black Panther. Like, they couldn't be totally more movies. different. So, yeah. um, but you know, hey, it's I, I like I, I don't know. It's hard for me to say anything because it's like 
I don't, I don't know if I could watch Selma and come away thinking, oh, she's going to do a good job or a bad job right. because it's like, it's not, it's a completely different world. It's a different beast. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's also interesting that they're, they've got a, not only a minority director, but a female minority director. Yeah, that's true. Um, there, you know, there's been a lot of articles recently within the last couple of years about how Hollywood has a, somewhat of an aversion to female producers and directors, uh, they're just you don't see them in those roles that often uh the only the one that i can i think of that's most prominently known is the the i want to say her name is bigelow the woman who directed uh hurt locker oh yeah um uh james cameron's old ex-wife right um yeah Great, dude. You referenced her by her, her ex-husband. I'm just kidding. Well, that's what uh, she was. I mean, well, I don't know. Before yeah, she started making Neo movies. But, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Anyone who's married to... Come on, James Cameron's like one of the like the best... Yeah. I mean, not, not I'm not going to say best directors, but the guy who's like, you know, has He's a some of the player. most He's a highest grossing player. movies yeah. of all time. Like, Literally it's has incredible. the two highest grossing films. Yeah. Um, no, but she did... Um, she also did that torture movie. <laughs> um that I can't think of now, um, where uh, they kill uh, Osama bin Laden. It's like the whole thing to catch. Oh, uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, that's true. I mean, it's another you know another move by Marvel uh, going out and getting you know it. There re- it really does seem to be their blueprint to look for Catherine directors. Yeah, directors and actors who are successful and you know good at their craft. Um, yeah, and this is just another example of that. But yeah, like as far as what Black Panther is going to be, I have no idea. Um, you know, we got a little taste of what Wakanda is going to be like from the Avengers, but outside of that, really have no idea what to expect there. It's going to be a thing we'll have to wait and see about. Oh wait, who who's this? Is... That was that was the the guy from uh, you know Angel Ultron. The guy's arm, his hand got cut off. Oh yes, Claw. yes. What is that character's name? He has a, he has Claw? an actual name, Claw. Claw. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show, Claw. I appreciate that. No problem. Let's switch over hey. to... Yeah, what, what? How about, how about we go to uh, a whole different shade of color? What color would that be? That color would be green, sir. Are we going to talk about Kermit? That'd be, uh, yeah, I was going to try and do a Kermit impression. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not about Kermit. Uh, although The Muppets is going to have a new TV show on ABC, I think. I don't know. Um, oh, that's exciting. No, uh, none other than Green Lantern. That's right, from dude. Black Panther to a Green Lantern. Can Green Lantern come back after what was maybe the worst comic book movie of all Whoa. time? Yeah. <clears throat> but no, uh, the big news this week, and it's not even really news, it's more of a rumor, rumor, but I keep seeing it popping up, so maybe there's more to it, um, is that we may have actual casting news for Hal Jordan, um, I guess the Hal Jordan character of Green Lantern, being played by Chris Pine, none, Chris. none other than fucking uh, Captain William Kirk. Shatner, Captain Kirk yeah, himself. Captain Kirk himself. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, he's got the look. He definitely looks Hal Jordan-esque. I would argue that Chris Pine, I don't know which way you go with this. I don't know if Chris Pine is Ryan Reynolds adjacent, or if Ryan Reynolds is Chris Pine adjacent. Um, but, you know, it's that kind of white guy, uh, which is, which is fun. Uh, I'm a moderate fan of Chris Pine. I liked him in the Star Trek films, um... There is, I mean, there is a Green Lantern movie slated to re- be released in 2020, by the way. Okay. Um, and uh, there's some rumors that there may be an announcement about this at Comic-Con, which is actually coming up really mm. soon, um, early right. next month, and I'm sure we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about yeah. um, after that happens. Uh, Wait, real quick, yeah. one thing on the Comic-Con, I don't know if uh, you saw this, but Marvel is actually not going to be at San Diego Comic-Con this year. They're Marvel, like... Marvel, Marvel Studios? Studios? Marvel, Okay. Because I read that, well, I read that the TV, there's going to be like some panels with the TV shows. Does that not mm-hmm. count? No, yeah, I'm sure they're going to do something. I mean, they're definitely doing comic book stuff too, but I'm just, I think from the movie standpoint, they're they're backing off. And um, I'm not sure why that is. A lot of DC fanboys have been saying like, oh, it's because 
no, they know DC's got some really big news, and they're scared, and that there's no way that could be true. Because um, no. <laughs> Marvel's really used Comic Con quite successfully in past years to yeah, to break um, news to announce stuff um, and get like they had know. their reasons, I'm sure. Um, maybe, know, maybe they just they, maybe they just don't have much to announce. You know? Yeah, maybe they were just rolling with the projects that they've got already, and and that's it. And I mean, that's true. Uh, they've they've been putting out a lot of stuff. But getting back to Chris Pine and DC and Green Lantern, um, I know a lot of people want to see a, a legit version of Green Lantern. Kind of the way, uh, not Daredevil. exactly to the same extent, but like with Daredevil or even with Spider-Man. Like people feel like Spider-Man has never truly been on film. That's yet, right. The yeah. real version of Spider-Man. And Daredevil, we haven't really seen... We've seen Daredevil now in the Netflix show, which is amazing, but not c- cinematically. Uh, Green Lantern, same thing. People are like, nope, that's not my Green Lantern. That Ryan, Ryan Reynolds... Uh, abomination was <laughs> not my Green Lantern, and so you know if this is true, if the rumor is that Chris Pine is in fact going to be Hal Jordan, uh, all I can say is that brings hope to the many, many thousands, if not millions, of Green Lantern fans that are still waiting for a decent representation of that character. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, this guy, if he is Green Lantern, becomes you know when you look at that lineup for the Justice League. One of the more, I guess, one of the more acclaimed actors in that group, um, really, along with Affleck, really. I mean, yeah. there's not a lot of big names there, um, at least not in the kind of like, you know, great actor list. And I'm, I'm not saying Chris Pine's a great actor, but, you know, he did um, have a pretty, you know, I think a lot of people had a, a good impression of him as, as Captain Kirk, which is not an easy role to step into. No, um, and, especially when it's been long held by William Shatner for yeah. decades. Yeah, and their fans are... Just a, a, a little, <laughs> you know, enthusiastic. and They are, uh, they are a rambunctious group. <laughs> uh, the uh, other news there is that there's probably more than likely to be two Green Lanterns, maybe more, um, Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart. We've mentioned this on the cast before, but um, the rumor of who's going to play Jon Stewart is Tyrese. I don't know if that's going to end up happening or not, but the so rumor is that Tyrese and Pine will both be announced See, can, at Comic-Con with the rest of the Justice League lineup. I can picture Chris Pine as Hal Jordan. I mean, that's not a hard leap at all. Yeah. I cannot picture Tyrese as John Stewart. Now, I'm not saying he can't. No. Yep. I'm not saying he can't do it. It's just, I guess in the comic, John Stewart is a very stoic person. Right. He's very measured, almost Yoda-like in a way. Like, he's very just meticulous and just thoughtful and, and sort of uh, almost introverted. Right. And that's those none of those words would I use to describe Tyrese. Uh, Tyrese is more b- bombastic. He's, he's more expressive and so on. Uh, that being said, maybe they, maybe they take the, the Hal, jo- the um, John Stewart version of Green Lantern in the cinematic universe. Maybe they take him in a completely different direction and they make him this very, um, sort of jubilant character this very expressive character yeah which, sure you know it, that could yeah. be something different they could they definitely could um it, again hard to tell until we know a little bit more there but um but yeah chris pine i mean i, I think that's a pretty good move um I it's think a good get it's, it's, it's a, a good, good get actor. for dc uh you know marvel we always talk about how marvel is so great at casting um i do want to give credit to dc uh chris pine is a good get for them <laughs> That's a that's a solid guy to have on the roster. Sticking with DC news, there was yeah. a, a little bit another rumor that the next standalone Batman movie, which um, is rumored to be titled "quote unquote" the Batman, I'm not really getting very creative with these, um, <laughs> is looking is uh, looking for like is targeted, I guess, for a November 2018 release. Wow. Um, ben away. Affleck, um, unless Who's something like- terrible happens, will probably be playing. Uh, Batman, not only will he be playing it, there's also rumors that he will be directing it. Um, Who Fleck? Who Fleck? Um, <laughs> Bat Fleck? Um, well, that's big, man. Uh, you know, I always suspected that maybe one of the reasons they even got Ben Affleck to, to play Bruce Wayne slash Batman initially was that they, they guaranteed that he would be allowed to direct either a Batman film or a Justice League film or something somewhere down the line because... You know, Ben Affleck has shown a couple of things over the last few years. One, 
he has an adept aptitude for directing. He actually is a very good director. Um, you know, uh, be, beyond that, he seems to really enjoy being behind the camera. Um, I would almost argue that he maybe from the from what I've gotten from interviews and whatnot is that he enjoys being behind the camera more than he does being in front of it. Um, yeah, I so, get the same sense, and he he is he is a good he is a good director. He's made some really good movies. I mean, he made Gone Baby Gone, which I really liked. Gone Baby um, Gone's really good. I wasn't the town. The, I wasn't the biggest fan of the town, but I thought it was I thought it was good. Um, and then Argo, which I also enjoyed. Um, and you know, not for nothing, Ben Affleck in the town and in Argo were two of my you know more. Um, two of the roles where I enjoyed him the most. Um, you know, I've never been a huge fan of his acting, but right. uh, in the movies that he's directed, where he's been in it, I feel like he's done a good job. So but. maybe maybe he's one of those actors that the only voice he can really listen to is his own. And maybe. so when he's directing himself, that's when he gets the most out of it. Or maybe he knows his limits, too, you know? That's maybe he true. knows what he can pull off and what he can't. And when you're an actor, you just you just kind of say yes, sir, and do, do the best you can. Do you um, can, yeah. Um, so, you, and, well. you and I off the air... Um, you know, we got into this discussion where I, I was a little suspect because, you know, I thought, I felt that there were not a lot of examples where you have a primary protagonist character being played by an actor and that person also be the director of that film. Yeah. Uh, I, I've read from, from other actors and stuff that have done some directing behind the, the scenes that that's a very difficult thing to pull off. And the one example that I gave in in kind of counter argument was that Braveheart, you know, Mel Gibson right. famously directed and starred in that film, and that's a big film. Um, but I just thought like that might be hard to pull off. But then you came back with 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 I mean the best counter argument I think you could possibly have to that, which was oh, just that you mean the movies that Ben Affleck has directed yeah. and starred in, yeah, The yeah. Town and Argo. But yeah. yeah, I mean, also I found a whole list of actors. Clint Eastwood, I think, is also who have done that. I mean, Woody Allen has pretty much made a career out of it. Um, yeah, Clint Eastwood, another one, um, directed multiple films and starred in them. So it's not impossible, and you can certainly make a great movie, um, even as a director and actor and starring actor. And you can also make a terrible one, as Tommy Wiseau has shown us with The Room, <laughs> um, which he not only directed and starred in, but also produced and probably catered. Didn't he write? Did he write that? Film? He wrote it as well. Um, catered, uh, catered, probably. Um, he ran anyway. the projector. Yeah. Um, anyway, no, but I think as far as any kind of casting news for the future of Batman, hearing that Affleck's going to direct um, is probably some of the huge. better news I've heard. Yeah. Um, if I were a Batman fan, I would actually be pretty excited about that. Yeah, and and again, I mean, I was again, I was suspect that that uh, Batflick could could handle both roles simultaneously, but. <laughs> If he, you know, if he starred and directed in Argo, and as well as The Town, um, then obviously he's proven that he's that he can do it, and and so I think it is something we can all look forward to. I think honestly, right now, of all of the DC films that are slated, based on the news that we have so far, that Batman film, whatever it is, is is the one I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, I, I'm really curious to see what DC comes up with because it's just, <laughs> there's just so much on tap for them and just so, so many question marks. Um, but hey, you know, they could pull it together and really and really create something great. Um, and, you know, Suicide Squad is one of those movies that I'm, I'm like, part of me is like, wow, I think this could really suck. But there's another big part of me that's like, I really want to see what happens here. Like, Anything this can could happen. be really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, um, moving on back to, or I guess to something completely different. Uh, you all wanted to touch on something yeah. um, <laughs> that happened in the comics world that referenced the movie world. Yeah. And that was an issue of uh, a Deadpool, a recent issue of Deadpool. Um, and you want to you want to talk about this? Yeah. Um, yeah it, it's notes. really just one panel, but it was pretty funny. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, one thing we've talked about here on Comic Book Characters is that. You know, clearly all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the DC uh, Universe, Cinematic Universe, the DCCU, I guess, um, they wouldn't exist without the publishing, you know, the comic book arm of it. You know, all these characters come from the publishing history. Well, and it's sort of a reversal of that and maybe showing kind of what the future of comic books hold, the, the cinematic universes are starting to influence the publishing arm. 
and 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 no better homage to this and Daredevil or I'm sorry Deadpool is by far the best character to do this because he's always kind of winking and nodding at the reader in the comic and breaking the fourth wall there is a panel in the second issue of Deadpool Secret Secret Wars which I believe came out just about a week ago um, where he he sees a picture of himself and it's essentially the posed picture of Ryan Reynolds in the Deadpool costume where he's like laying down on the rug in front of the fireplace. Right. And that's in the comic. And so it's kind of neat to see how the movies are very much now directly influencing the comic. I mean, they're self-referential. Or they're self-referential. self-referential. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'd imagine we're going to see even more of that uh, going into the future. And I think Marvel's even talked about it with their relaunch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but yeah, I, I thought it was pretty funny too. Yeah. I mean, and then speaking to the relaunch, like for instance, Colson is going to be a much bigger role in the Marvel, uh, comic book universe moving forward. I right. think. Uh, so just another example of, um, you know, how they're kind of feeding into each other. Uh, you know, one place where, so now we've got comic books influencing movies and mo- movies turning back around and influencing comic books. If you heard last week's podcast, yeah, there's yeah. now comic books, comic book movies influencing our real life day to day food. <laughs> I would hope that Denny's is not day to day food for most people. Okay, fair, yeah, fair comment. Bi-weekly to bi-weekly, <laughs> monthly to monthly food. To catch um, people up, if you didn't listen to last week's episode or if you only listened to a little bit of it. Shame on you. Yeah, well, first of all, what the fuck are you doing with your life? Come on, come on. Um, But the other point is that we talked quite you know, extensively about cross-promotion between the Fantastic Four movie and Denny's. Uh, Denny's will be presenting a all-new, all-different menu um, <laughs> uh, called... The Slamtastic Four. That is the actual name of it. Um, it's four different items, all terribly named. Just, just terribly a complete named. lack of creativity from Denny's. God, Denny's, uh, come on. You know, there's a burger that's literally just called the Thing Burger. Like Thing they burger. just put the name of the character in front of it. Uh, there's an Invisible Woman Slam, which you know also sounds like domestic abuse, as we pointed out last week. Um, there's a Fantastic Four cheese pizza or omelet, which makes a little bit of sense. And then there is the Human Torch Skillet, which, again, just putting a name in front of something. Um, but one of the things we were most excited about trying, well, I shouldn't use the word excited, but I was most excited about having you try. You were, yeah. Uh, that's, that was is, that's a better way the Thing Burger, but mostly because the Thing Burger comes with something called Thing Sauce. Mm. I'm really curious about what a Thing Sauce even looks like, tastes like, the consistency. And this week was the week that... Denny's unveiled this, uh, not unveiled, but at least started offering this menu according Maybe to their website. Maybe unleashed. 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 According to their website, the they started they started offering it on Tuesday. Um, the 23rd. And I told you about this, and I was like, dude, go down, get yourself a Thing Burger, get a side of Thing Sauce, and report back. And um, I was willing I'll, to do it. Yep. I'll leave, you, I'll leave it there, and you can tell the story of your interaction with the uh, lovely franchise known as Denny's. Okay. So Denny's America's Diner. Um, this is what happened, and I see. I agreed. I I was gonna take one for the team for the combo characters, uh, universe CBCU. Yeah, let you I, guys. I, I appreciate first that. First hand, first hand, know what's going on with the thing burger, uh, and the thing sauce. Um, here's what happened. So I, I woke up on the twenty third, which was Tuesday. Called Denny's. I called Denny's because I just suspected that. Things might not go as smoothly as we're all hoping. And <laughs> because there, there was precedent for this, right? Didn't you previously? There was precedent for this. Um, one time, so James, who previously is, was on our, a former podcast that we used to do called Tango and Cast, uh, is a pro- professional comedian up in uh, Portland, Oregon now. Um, he got really excited back when they were doing, I think, the first Hobbit movie. <laughs> right. They had a Hobbit's Journey menu <laughs> thing with like um shire shire sausage and oh jesus you know uh um, bill bill sauce oh there was uh there was uh the one onion rings to rule them all oh okay see that's that's not but that's bad. pretty good that's right? not bad yeah. yeah so um 
we went there and the the promotion had literally been advertised on TV. That's how he had seen it. And he's like, we got to go to Denny's and which nobody ever says. And um, so I was like, OK. And so we went to Denny's and we're like, yeah, we want the we want to get the, you know, the one onion rings to rule them all. And, right. Right. Yeah. And they're like, uh, we don't we don't have that. <laughs> literally, like a couple of days before on television, saw an advertisement on TV. We don't they don't have it. It was like, OK. And they're like, yeah, we don't have it. And then they had to talk to like the manager or something. And it turns out, like, oh, we're going to have that like a week from now two weeks from now something like that so a little behind the times san antonio denny's america's diner um so anyway yeah there was that precedent so i call in tuesday morning the 23rd and i call denny's there's only like two denny's that i'm aware of in san antonio but i call one of them that's kind of surprising i thought there'd be more than that but i there used to be a lot more i don't know what happened um i think people just decided mexican food was better breakfast tacos were better to eat um (laughs) And cheaper. Uh, so I called them and I said, "Okay, I'm gonna just try, I'm gonna play both roles. I'm gonna play myself and then the the young lady who answered the phone." Um, and here is pretty much how it went. Uh, yes, uh, I was just calling to inquire about the Slamtastic Four <laughs> menu. Uh, if you're offering what? those items on on your menu, uh, excuse me. Yeah, right. Yeah, the uh, the Slamtastic Four, uh, the uh, <laughs> it's a cross promotion that Denny's is doing with the Fantastic. Oh, the Four Grand Slam. Movie. Yeah, yeah, we have the Grand Slam. Yeah, no, it's 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 like the Grand Slam, but it's the Slamtastic. Mm-hmm. It, okay. There's a thing burger. Uh, <laughs> so do you do you guys not have that available yet? It said on the website that uh, that it was starting today. Like that y'all would have that. How, by the um, way, I mean, how terrible do you feel just making this call? I mean, do you, like, do you at some great, point just think, although, like, am I, just, what am I doing with my life here? I, oh, that definitely <laughs> ran through my mind. I was just glad that it wasn't in person. Like, at least I was just on the phone. I was a nameless face. Okay. You know? Yeah, that's true. But, so, essentially, I, I asked the young lady, and she's like, I don't, she essentially said, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, uh, well, can you can you double check to see if, if that's something y'all are going to be participating in? And she's like, okay. So she puts the phone down for a couple of minutes. And I imagine she talked to, like, the manager or something. And she goes, yeah. She's like, I'm sorry, but we don't we don't have anything like that going on. Um, there, There's no new menu. <laughs> or there's no slamtastic items. What are the chances she actually was like, oh, okay, I'll be right back, and then just and then there. just sat there, yeah, like just sat there with the phone, yeah, yeah. I mean, didn't ask a soul, just wouldn't was like blame this. her, <laughs> wouldn't blame her at all. Uh, so what I decided, this is what I think we're gonna now call, and we can let's put some music in here, yeah. Slamtastic Ford 2015 watch, Slamtastic watch. Fantastic watch. Today's Wednesday, so we're, it's a day after. So we're on yeah. day we're on day one of the watch. Day one, week one. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try again next week, maybe the end of this week, and see what happens. But one way or the other, I will have an update to this story. Either another failed attempt, or <laughs> a you know, and another word, another type of failure would be actually getting the food. <laughs> well, I you know what I ha- actually have some slamtastic news to share. Okay. Slamtastic Four. Um, last week we we mentioned to you what the Thing Burger was. I don't know if I mentioned this part of it though. It's served on a cheddar bun. Okay. With wavy. Oh, is it, yeah. Go ahead. Is, is the cheddar bun kind of orangey looking? It is kind of thing like. Oh. Yeah. It's actually kind of cool. Um, I'll give them a little more credit on this one. The Thing Burger again is just a beef patty topped with hash browns, also kind of thing like, an egg cooked to order, cheddar cheese, two bacon strips, and. Of course, thing sauce. Uh, served on a cheddar bun with wavy cut french fries. Last week, we tried to guess how many calories this was. I believe I said 2,000. You said 2,500? I said 3,500. 3,500. The correct answer. I actually have the information here. Just the burger. Just the burger. Yeah. 1,920 calories. <laughs> so I was pretty much spot on with that. Um, yeah, the other true. thing is, 
uh, we talked about the Human Torch skillet, Invisible Woman Slam, Fantastic Four cheese. Clearly, omelet. Visible Woman Slam. You clearly the Visible Woman. There's also, I did not know this, a dessert on the Slamtastic Four menu. Oh. It okay. is not as it should be. It's clo- It's <laughs> peach cobblering time. Peach cobblering uh, time. Um, so good. It's actually a lava cake called Doom Lava Cake. Again, not guys. Creative. You're just sticking names in front of food it's that already not, exists. It's not not creative, but I will say it looks pretty fucking amazing. It is a warm chocolate cake with molten chocolate topped with mini chocolate and white chocolate chips, powdered sugar, and a scoop of chocolate ice cream. This one has. You want to guess how many calories this this thing's got? Twenty-two fifty. You you go way too high on these, by the way. Eight hundred and twenty calories. Uh, and there's also a Fantastic Four fruit smoothie. So the maybe the one thing that's actually healthy on this menu. Um, healthy-ish. Healthy-ish. So um, looking actually, forward to I hearing that. I actually want to try that fruit smoothie. Wait, what, what's it called? Is it just called the Fantastic Four fruit smoothie? Um, from this article, it says that it's just called the Fantastic Four fruit smoothie. <laughs> that's terrible. Why didn't they call it the Fantastic Fruit Smoothie? Oh, wow. Fantastic Four Fruit Smoothie. Fantastic Four Fruit. Oh, because it's four fruit. That's four actual... What did they put four fruits in there? Oh, they did. Yeah. So... so it does kind of make sense. Four fruit. Four fruit. Okay. Well, you know what? Just let it go. But um, whenever you're in the mood to consume another 2,000 calories, dude, and Denny's is actually offering this, just know that you're doing it not just for me, not just for the show, but for all those damn listeners out there. Looking for entertainment, looking for fun, looking for an outlet from their lives. I know, I know. Inquiring minds out there want to know what does thing sauce taste like, and I am, I am that man. I am the man that will bring that to you. Thank CBCU you, CBCU, and the world. Um, can you, when you ask for thing sauce, can you after you've eaten, right, and you're like, wow, I really enjoyed that. Can I ask you something? What, what's in this thing sauce, and like, see if they'll oh. actually tell you. I don't know if I want to know. That's you know some things are better left unknown. But you'll have already consumed it, so it won't matter. That's true. Well, but you know, there's like that retroactive. What I'm gonna what I'm gonna definitely do is take pictures. Yes. What I'd like to do is figure out like let's say the thing sauce needs to be refrigerated. (laughs) Right. Maybe figure out a way to get a Ziploc baggie, take some to go, put it in the Ziploc bag, put that in a little ice thing, and then mail it to you. Oh, okay, yeah. Or I could just try to find wherever the closest Denny's is, is yeah, to dude. me. Which yeah, dude. Yeah, where, where is your effort on this one? <laughs> well, is, are there any Denny's in Boston? I mean, I feel like there wouldn't be. I'm going to look that up right now. There yeah, is so, one in Danvers, Massachusetts. Hmm. Well, how I'm not close driving. is Danvers? Uh, not that close. Okay. It's like you where Salem it's... is. I'm not going to fucking drive out there. Oh, we went to, we went to Salem. It's not, it's not that far. I guess it's not it's, that close. Yeah, uh, right, no, well, it's, it's not that close. You're right. It's not that close. You know, actually, that's funny. So there's a place called Danvers, Massachusetts. Um, yeah. Well, because Carol Danvers is one of the characters in the Marvel universe, and it's uh, she's Captain Marvel. So I no wonder shit. if they ever if they ever make like a Captain Marvel movie, if they'll do like a premiere there in Danvers, Mass. That's, you know what? No one, no one cares, dude. Uh, I was gonna about to say you're welcome, Kevin Feige. <laughs> great promotional idea, but all right, dude. On that note, I'm hoping that next week we'll have a little bit of news. If we, we if we don't have a thing burger and thing sauce to talk about, we can at least talk about whatever your experience with Denny's is, which I'm sure will be hilarious no matter what. <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, next week we'll have some more news. Yep. I think we'll probably you know give Spider-Man news a rest for a while since there's been so much. We will but try. then again, maybe we won't. There are um, no promises. No promises. Um, we are coming up pretty close to um, you know the whole Marvel relaunch kind of announcement in July. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much more news there's going to be, or if maybe we've already kind of gotten the bulk of it. Um, but we've it'll got Ant Man coming up. Yep, it'll be interesting to see kind of what direction they're going in the future, and that'll definitely give us plenty to talk about. We got Comic Con. San Diego Comic Con. In fact, oh, here's a little, here's a little, uh, little teaser. Yeah. I actually have somebody that is going to act sort of as a correspondent for CBCU. No way, man! You never even told me this. Is going to be at San. Yeah, I know. No I way. love how excited you are. I was holding this one. He is going to be live at San Diego Comic Con. Um, we're working out. I'm working out how to try to get audio. <laughs> 
cool uh, on his end but at the very least i will have like email and text messages and stuff uh of what's going on kind of live at sdcc well that's great man yeah uh, we'll have plenty to talk about in the next coming months um and uh all right man that should do it well i guess we'll wrap this thing up all right everyone uh, stay super until next time all right guys have a good one later